It is September 3rd, Parlay Friday. I'm Steve Armato, back with Steve Inman as Steve and Jack are not leaving me hanging today like Steven Glansberg eating lunch by himself in Superbad. So we're back hanging. Steve, how are we doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for having me on Parlay Friday. Very exciting day as always. It is. I'm wearing the stupid hat. The stupid hat hasn't worked. I missed all my parlays by one leg last week, so we're going to try to turn this around now. So, um, well, before we begin, Steve, let's start with some big, we've been talking about this all week, but now it's come to fruition here. Um, big NL West matchup this weekend. Giants and Dodgers, I believe, are tied for first, and uh, we got a three-game set. So what do you think about this? I mean, they're tied for first. They've split the season series so far. They've actually scored the exact same number of runs each in this season series. They've been evenly matched. And we talked about it before the show, this big, bad Dodgers team with all-stars in every spot where the, the little engine that could Giants, where they have basically one all, you know, one or two all-stars in Posey and Chris Bryant. Everybody else is kind of a platoon guy or you know a guy you don't really think of as a superstar, right? So it's really been unbelievable to see how these two teams have gotten where they are. Yeah, it has been. It's, it's completely different. It, uh, Giants don't make any sense to me. No. Like, they don't. They don't have, I mean, now they have Chris Bryant, but like before they got Bryant, like they didn't really have any studs or anything like that. No. So, I mean, the pitching was good. Logan Webb's been really good since he's come back. The pitching's been good. They really were built on like pitching and hitting home runs. Um, I still feel like the Dodgers are just a better team. And the Dodgers, I think the Dodgers might sweep this series. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be really interesting to see if that happens. I mean, I feel like we're underrating the Giants because. You know, when I look at this roster, I would say this is a 75-win team. And you bring in Chris Bryant, you're like, okay, if, if he's good and, and Posey bounces back, which he clearly has, you can make a case that they can finish over 500. They're on pace for over 100 wins. 100 wins, Steve. 100 wins, which is insane to me. It's and, insane. you know, we, 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 I just checked. Like, they lead baseball in home runs, like, in the entire league. <laughs> like, National League, American League, they are mashing in that giant ballpark. I can't remember the last time that's happened. It's really just a shock to see what's happened there. And we've done this before. We've looked at this team and said, okay, like they're okay, but they won 2010, they won 2012, they won 2014 with rosters that looked like borderline 500 teams. And I don't know what they do, but there's some magic going on in the Bay Area. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And like, this is what, again, this is what sucks. Like the second wild card would is like, this is what sucks about it. They're right now they're like 13 and a half games ahead of the Padres and, or uh, the Reds, I'm sorry, of the Reds. And they have to play them in a one-game playoff and they could finish whatever it is, 13, 14 games ahead and go home after one but game. But that's what makes this series special. That's what makes this three-game set special right now because if if the division didn't matter like that, we wouldn't be hyping. We probably wouldn't even be starting the, the show with this. But this is a huge series for both sides because nobody wants to be subject to a one-game playoff. Whether you advance or not, you're still using your best pitcher in that game, which means you probably can't use them twice in the NLDS. This is a huge series for both teams. I agree it is a huge series. I So I had, obviously, you heard yesterday's podcast. I didn't have anybody on to bounce this idea off of, but – I have this idea that if you really I don't so I don't think it's that much of an advantage to like have that just that one game playoff like the team that that has the best record in in baseball right so like the team that has the best record in base in the um, league in the NL it's technically going to be 
the Dodgers or the Giants, right? Yeah. Now that other team, it, they're going to have to play the wild card winner, which could be the other team. Okay, which to me, that other team is actually the second best team in the NL, if you go by record and everything. I don't think it's that much of an advantage just to have them play one game. I know you can't, you probably can't use your start, your ace twice or whatever. I feel like they could do a two out of three for that, and then you're at a real that then you're at a real advantage there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they could. Um, I think that's probably actually coming to baseball at some point in the future because there's been too many complaints about the one-game playoff, and the more playoff games that the owners can get in there, the more money goes in their pockets. So I really do believe the one-game playoff is ending sooner rather than later. So my thought is let's just enjoy it. Let's enjoy this do-or-die scenario. They're must-watch games because your entire season comes down to one game. And, like, we were in this situation in 2016 with the Mets. You know, Mets Giants. It was an electric game that did not go our way, obviously, because once again the Mets couldn't hit. But at the same time, that's a game that was amazing. And if it was two out of three, I feel like it takes a, a little juice away from that moment. Yeah, a little bit. I just, I it does. I know. I get it's like a game seven. I just feel like think about this. Like, say the Giants win the West, right? And the Dodgers are playing a one game play, like. The Dodgers in a one-game playoff, if they win that, they're not really at a disadvantage with with their pitching staff. Like they have, if they go like, and now you'll have now they're actually at a little bit more of an advantage in an LDS situation because now, like, say Walker Bueller pitches the wild card game, right? You're still gonna have Scherzer and like, let's just say Urias, and then you're gonna have Bueller in Game Three against the third starter from. Right. from the other team. I don't know. I mean, that's like, a, like that's an extreme scenario. Advantage other than the Dodgers. Like if you look at the American League and it's let's just say it's the A's, right? Or it's it's the Yankees. Let's say the Yankees are in the AL wild card, right? They got to use Garrett Cole in that first game. Not using Garrett Cole twice in the ALDS is a monster disadvantage. That in is. Addition, in addition, you also have the fact that you're going to be on the road to, for, to start the series and you're you're going to have less, you know, home games in that ALDS or NLDS like that's probably I don't know where home field advantage is these days because there's so many different situations with with fans, but it can't help. So I, I get it. There probably needs to be more of a incentive for winning the division, but I feel like it, it can't go both ways. It either has to be a one game playoff where it's do or die for a team like the Dodgers, or you know, two out of three, but you're gonna you know disincentivize winning the division. Yeah, and I also I also kind of feel like. They could – so I like the way – this is what I like about the way it used to be is that you wouldn't play inside your division until the LCS, right? So yeah. like if the Red Sox got the wild card and the Yankees won the division, even though the Yankees had the best record, those two teams couldn't play till the LCS. I like that. I kind of like that, especially in a scenario like we have with the Giants and Dodgers – where the team that fin- that wins the wild card might end up with the second best record in the in the in the league, and they're gonna have to play the best team in the league just because they're in the same division in a best of five. I kind of feel like maybe we should go back to that a little bit. Yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, I also think you know division rivalries in an NLCS and an ALCS give it a little more juice than oh, way more. Yes, way more juice. Way so, more juice. I mean, you know, I, I think about when I first started watching baseball and the, the Rays really had that that first thing going in like 08, and it was Red Sox Rays. That was like the first introduction I had to like playoff baseball, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And like 
they've become a rivalry over there. You know, we saw a couple of years ago, Red Sox Yankees, where the Red Sox won the uh, ALDS. It didn't have that juice. Like it was still important, obviously, because it's do or die playoff games, but it wasn't that you win, you go to the World Series mentality. And I, right. I do like that about how to tweak that and just say, okay, if you know, division rivals can't play each other the first round. I, yeah. I, I guess that's the way to go. I mean, can they make that work with multiple wild cards? Like, is there a scenario where you can't avoid that? Well, I think the only scenario where you can't avoid it is if the two what the two wild card teams are in the same division. Then, like, then it's basically a tiebreaker. Yeah. Right. Say it was Gi- Say it's Giants Padres. Right. Then it's basically that's a tiebreaker game to get into the playoffs for the right. most part. Right. At that point, okay. and then you could you could reseed after that. You're right. I just don't. I just don't like. I guess I I feel like a team say the like Giants or Dodgers whichever one. I just feel like a hundred win team shouldn't have to play another 100-win team in the LDS. And I think the way – Unless it's like different divisions where it's – you know what I mean? Like, here, I just, here's the answer to this. I think this is the answer. You know, they, they're clearly going to expand the playoffs at some point. I'm hoping it's not eight teams like it was last year. I'm hoping it's, you know, six at the most, maybe seven. But how about you have the number one seed pick who they want to play in the first round? That could be it too. You know, they if the Dodgers feel comfortable with the hundred win giant team, let them play the hundred win giant team. That's their decision, and then we can be on this show killing them for that decision if the Giants wind up beating them. I think it creates more drama. I think it gives an, an advantage to that number one seed. I think that's the way to go. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Joel Sherman brought it up like two years ago that they were discussing this when they were adding talking about expanding playoffs. It didn't go anywhere. I think the the player didn't like the idea of how televised that situation was going to be where. You know, the Yankees as a number one seed hypothetically are, are deciding, okay, we're going to pick the Twins. And, like, they were going to make maybe you would. an MLB Network TV special. And, like, I, I think the players were kind of like, all right, well, if you're going to make this a TV special, give us money about it. And then it fell apart as these things do. But I do think that's the way to go because that's how you give advantage to the top seed to me. Yeah, especially, like, baseball is just weird. It's different than other sports. That's probably yeah. the way to do it. All right. So, well, actually, before we move on to picks and parlays, um, who are you taking this weekend? Giants, Dodgers. Being the Dodgers, I just think they're the better team. I don't really get how the Giants have, have gotten as far as they do. No offense to our guy, Jack, but um, I, I just don't see it. They're, they're going to make the playoffs. I, I just don't see this as a legit title contender right now. I just don't. Totally agree. I think Dodgers – I think the Dodgers could sweep, but I think at least two out of three. The thing is, if it's two out of three, they're only a game up. So right. this, the division's like not over. Nope. It's still not over at three, but it's a little harder at three. So, all right, we'll see. All right, let's move into our parlays. It's Parlay Friday. We're having some fun. Once again, I can't get over this hump on my official picks. I'm going like one and one every day. I'm even for like the last month. It's insane. Mainly, I don't know, whatever. I should have did the plus one and a half on the Rockies last night. That was my fault. Anyway, so um, parlays, though. We got some fun ones today. What are you starting with, sir? I'm starting with a young pitcher parlay, three of my favorite young pitchers in the game. We got Alex Manoa, the rookie, over five and a half strikeouts versus the A's. We got Freddie Peralta of the Brewers, over six and a half strikeouts versus the Cardinals. And we got Shohei Otani, the MVP, over six and a half strikeouts versus Texas. If you combine them all together, you get them at plus 605. I feel like they're such low numbers for these guys who strike out everyone. So I feel like this is a pretty good, pretty good one. And I don't really love any of these lineups. So... Let's go with these three young pitchers. Young pitcher parlay. I feel like that that uh, 
the Otani line is low, especially against the Rangers. Yeah. That's that's like that's free money. I think the idea is like how long does he go in this game? But at the he same goes time, goes forever. He goes seven, seven and two. He's gonna go seven and two thirds. He's gonna strike out eleven. The the myth that he just can't stay healthy. He's not durable. They they treat him like the Dodgers have treated Urias for the last couple of years has gone away over the last two months. Like he's yes. getting hit by pitches. He's staying in the game. He's hitting. He's pitching in the same game. Like these are things that we did not expect to see to start the season. So. He's as durable as they get this season right now, so why not take advantage of it? When he officially wins the MVP, I'm going to kick myself that I only put ten dollars on it. I'm going to say that right now. Um, no, no, no. You got you to be happy of what you got. You got to be. I, happy I'm going to be very happy. I mean, ten dollars. Be happy with any pick you ever make because we're never going to put our life savings on one of these bets. We're just not going to do it. No, so, it's not the type of people we are. No. Right. right. So no matter what you do, you're always going to be upset by it if you if you think like that. Just be happy that you got him at that incredible number and be ready to gloat on this show when he I will i'll spend it on my honeymoon in like 10 seconds so there you go there you go all right i'm doing here we go my first parlay today i'm calling it the bad teams at home parlay it's plus 654 cubs money line against the pirates it's wrigley during the day and the pirates can't catch infield pop-ups um nats money line against the mets some people might be surprised by that but the mets have a little streak going and i don't expect that to continue wow. and d-backs money line against the mariners that's a very heavy D-backs line. It's plus 100. Mariners losing the DH, coming to an NL park. So plus 654, Cubs, Nats, D-backs. Let's get after it, baby. It's not a Steve and Steve show, right, without somebody picking the Diamondbacks. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, we've been getting crushed by it. You know what? The D-backs also end up being the last leg of all of these parlays that we put them in. So if there's a cash-out option available, you might want to consider. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I like that a lot, though. I think that's a that's a stone cold D backs line. But every time we say that, it doesn't seem to matter. So uh, we'll we'll see. But that's it. bad teams at home plus six fifty four Cubs Nats D backs. All right, moving on. We got to get out of here soon. It's Labor Day. I mean, people are trying to go to work. People are trying to go on vacation from work. Leave work early. Steve, what is your second one today here? One more here. I got the MVP only parlay. I got Shohei Otani to homer and his team to win versus Texas. And I got Fernando Tatis Jr. to homer and his team to win versus the Houston Astros. Those two combined give you a plus 1620. That's nice. odds are just real nice there. That's going to make your Labor Day weekend pretty fun. I think Otani, you know, that seems pretty simple. Playing a bad team, he's pitching. He homers a lot when he's pitching, but at the same time, Tatis has been hot with the bat. The Astros, you know, he's facing a lefty in Urquidy. And um, I really just like um, – him to homer and i think the padres can bounce back despite having uh the worst pitching matchup there all right i like both of those i like i like that you're you're uh you're going in on otani today you're like taking That's- the you're taking a stud and you're trying to make money off of them and it's it's actually just a great great situation for you i said or quitty to the lefty he's actually a righty but you're quitty like it yeah you're quitty is a righty but yes. it doesn't matter i mean otani's gonna take him yard um all right, I'm doing. I'm moving on here. Heavy favorites parlay. It's only plus four twelve. That's how heavily favored these teams are. Yanks money line against the Orioles. Red Sox money line against the Indians. Reds money line against the Tigers. And Rays money line against the Twins. Seems easy. Probably won't be. I'm sure the Orioles are going to give them a game, and I'm sure the Reds will probably lose to the Tigers. But plus four twelve. They're all heavy favorites. Everybody's over. Everybody's over like minus one fifty five, one sixty. Um, so heavy favorites there. I, and I mean, I just think 
you know, Friday seemed to be the day that favorites win a lot. Like, even if you've done a 14-leg favorites parlay a couple of weeks ago, you would have won a lot of money because every favorite won. So We'd have to look at the numbers on that, but I feel like the favorites win a lot the first day of a series. So, like, yep. that usually it's a Friday. So, um, we got to look into that. That might be the next project to look into. Yeah, that I think we're going to have to do do something with that. I agree with you. And then finally, I'm doing one. This is just, like, a big fun one because it's college football – the USO win. I like mixing stuff together. You get some pretty good odds. I'm not telling you to do it. You don't have to do it. I'm just telling you that if you put $10 on it, you'll win $229. So this is the because we like paying parlay. Um, plus $22.94. We got White Sox money line tonight versus the Royals. We got Victoria Azarenka money line at the US Open. That matches at 1 p.m. today. Then we got Virginia Tech plus five and a half tonight against UNC into college football. Wisconsin minus five and a half against Penn State tomorrow. And the final leg, Alabama minus 19 and a half against Miami. Plus 2293. That is a lot there to, to to process, but let's let's do it. That's <laughs> Why a ton not, to process. Right? That's a ton to process. I mean, you got three college football games, two of them go tomorrow. If you get to tomorrow, you're sitting pretty. Um I expect Azarenka to win. And then uh, White Sox. You know what though? Every time I bet the White Sox against the Royals and the guy uh Bubik pitches. For the for the for the Royals for the Royals the Royals win the game. I don't understand. The guy had like a five ERA and he's throwing like he, he go he shuts out like good. Team. I don't understand. I don't really. The don't White understand. Sox are definitely a team to keep an eye on this September because they just lost Lynn, they just lost Giolito, and then they lost Tim Anderson too. So the White Sox didn't lose them to very serious injuries. I wonder how much they're going to have their foot on the gas pedal this September. They they have this division by a million games so far. So. All that really matters for them is being healthy in October. So if they're not playing all their guys every day, a guy like Chris Bubik could, in theory, win a bunch of games against the White Sox this September, you know, pitchers like that. It's very true. I mean, they are a team to watch. But I think they're just going to try and get healthy for the right. playoffs because that division's just done. So, And they know, who they're, they know who they're probably playing in the first round there. So just get ready for that. All right, before we get out of here, any big plans for Labor Day? Nothing too much. Just going to be watching a little baseball, hoping uh, my Mets can get back over 500. I don't know how they keep roping me back in, but the schedule's been pretty easy. Let's uh, try to take a couple more from the uh, Miami Marlins. I'll tell you this. If they cut it to three before next week, I'll get invested. Until then, I'm... Cut it to three and be over 500. You're not a contender if you're under 500. That's just a fact. Agreed. If they cut it to three and they're like... If they're like 72 and like 69... And they're three games back. I'll start paying attention. I think they're going to do that, and then they're going to play like this brutal schedule with like the Yankees and and the Red Sox, and I think they have the Cardinals and the Brewers still. Like they got the Padres and the Padres. Of course they do. Yeah, I mean this this team's a disaster. I, I'm you know what? Enough about them. We're just going to have a good weekend, relax yeah. by the pool, and hang out. All right? So, everyone, don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. That is Parlay Friday for September 3rd. For Steve Inman, I'm Steve Armato. We will see you next week.